You are listening to The Progressive Flutist, a conversation on classical music in the 21st century between Shantanique Moore and Brandon LePage. More information at www.theprogressiveflutist.com. Okay, everybody, welcome to our very first podcast. We are brand new to this, so you are going to have to roll with us as we get used to this. (laughs) Um, We figured that for the very first season, we would tackle something that we're both in the middle of doing right now. Auditions. Yes. So for this first episode, we're calling this Auditions. Let's get real. Yes. I mean, because the reality is that this isn't going to be easy, and it's a long road sometimes. Most people... Don't win the first audition. Right. That they take. Or the second. Or the third. Or the third. I actually think Amy Porter told me once that um, it takes an average of 20 auditions before you win your first one. I That's believe the it. average. I believe it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I took at least, I took at least 10 or 15 before I won my first job with the Lansing Symphony. And that was small. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't won yet, so... <laughs> but you've I been advancing. I've, I've been advancing, but I, I'm still under 10, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, well, and each one you do seems yeah. to be getting better. Yeah, each one you do, each one I do, I get better. You learn things about yourself and about the process along the way. Which we'll get more into. Yeah. We, when we were coming up with this, we wanted to make sure that... Um, You know, we highlight things that we think they don't really tell you when you're in school and getting ready to go out in the world and actually tackle this process. So we have a little bit of a breakdown here for this first episode, and we just want to talk about some of these realities. Um, The first one being costs. Yeah, costs. That's a biggie. No one ever talks about this. Ever talks about it, yeah. First, maybe let's just kind of talk about general cost things. For example, I can tell you that the first year that I took auditions out of school, so this wasn't while I was in school, this is out of school, I spent as much taking auditions as I made. What? That first year. Wow. Taking auditions. So think about that. Yeah, you're spending that money, but you're also, like if you're working, you're missing out on possibly a week or more income right yeah so you're spending spending money and you're and you're losing money too sometimes sometimes yeah Yeah. so we figured that we would just break down some of the costs that we've encountered some things that are very obvious some things that you don't really think about that you want to make sure you have in your account so the first thing is you have to actually get there right how are you getting there It all costs money. It all costs money. And sometimes you have to fly. Sometimes you You have to drive. Um, My opinion is if you can drive, drive. But I'm crazy with this. Yeah, my opinion is if you can get there as fast as you possibly can, get there as fast as you possibly can. See, that's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. Um, It costs more that way, too. Yes. I will amend this to say that my first year of taking auditions, I drove to every single one. Unless it was on a coast. Mm. Um, and that does mean that one of my auditions, I drove 13 straight hours mm. one way to get there. You didn't stop at all? I did not stop at all. I actually got pulled over uh, by a police officer. And it was like the last hour of my drive. And he was like... I know you were like, oh, no. Have I told you the story? No. So I was going like 75 in a 70. Oh, you and gotta he, be kidding. Yeah, he pulled me over and was like, why are you speeding? And I said, 
<laughs> point blank. Well, in Michigan, on a 70, we go 80. <laughs> so he asked me how long I had been driving, and when I told him it had been, like, 12 hours, he was like, he let me off with a warning. But Well, that's nice. But at the time, I saved, you know, a good three or $400 driving. Okay. That's a good thing to consider. Yeah. Yeah, especially, like we just said, you're missing out on money, possibly, and so much. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I took an audition in, I think it was the Knoxville Symphony, and I split it up. I could not drive that entire way. So then mm-hmm. I had to pay for a hotel, and this goes to our next point. Like, when once you get to the location of the audition, what do you do? Do you stay in a hotel? Or do you get an Airbnb? Or, like, what are the options? Yeah. Um, I, when I first started taking auditions, this might, this is so bizarre how fast things happen. Um because I was going to say this might date me, but it doesn't. Um, Airbnb hasn't been around for that long. When I first started taking auditions, Airbnb wasn't really on the radar. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even an option. Um, I only did hotels. Then I started doing Airbnbs because, yes, they are so much cheaper. So Yeah, it's true. And especially depending on where you are, you can find Airbnbs for way less than a hotel. The other added benefit of a hotel sometimes is that it's more expensive, but you can stay two blocks from the hall. Yeah. So you walk there. Right. You have to remember that if you're going to stay further away from the hall, and like Shantanique said, you don't have your car, you know, yeah. you're going to have to pay to get there. Right. Does that end up equaling what you'd pay in a hotel after two, three days? Yeah. Something to think about. But it's all about what you want comfort-wise. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing for you. Yeah. It's a huge thing for me. I mean, I feel like I've only... I think I've stayed in an Airbnb only one time, and it was a great experience. For an audition, or ever. No, this, ever. Oh, see, I use Airbnb all the time for ever. work. Okay. Yeah, I was going to play in Fort Wayne, and um, I got an Airbnb, because I thought, you know, I could practice there, it would be more comfortable, more mm-hmm. homey, um, and then when I, I'd actually gone down to Dallas for an audition, and there was an issue with the Airbnb, and so that's a stress on top of having to take the audition and that was put a sour taste in my mouth i'm like i just want to get there and settle in you know i don't want to think about the sewer being over flooded or whatever <laughs> like that was the issue it smelled really bad oh god yeah it was horrible so anyway um i think i've kind of just decided that unless i'm really like low on money i think i'm just gonna do the hotel route well and i am mr cheap ass like we just talked about me driving like right. i would drive because it's cheaper for me um, I have been Airbnb because it can be so much cheaper and I've had majority great experiences, but you know, the last audition I took, which I made super finals for, I stayed in a hotel and you forget how nice it is. Mm. Like, yeah, you're paying more for a hotel. So if that's not an option for you, Airbnb is a great idea, mm-hmm. but man, not having to deal with like a host, you know, you just show up, you check in, it's That's hotel that. standards. Mm-hmm. It made it way more comfortable for me. Yeah, you didn't have that added thing to worry about. And I ordered room service. See? Hey, <laughs> <what I'm talking> <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah, so another thing we could do is like stay with friends. Like if you have friends in the area, you you do that quite a bit. Well, maybe not quite a bit, but No, I have. have done that. Um I did that more when I was taking grad school auditions than auditions for jobs. But you know, um I stayed with friends when I took the Rochester Philharmonic and I did make finals there. But the key I think to staying with friends is they have to realize what you're doing. 
yeah. and be super respectful of your space. Yeah. I stayed with musicians. They totally understood what I was doing. They left it up to me to initiate interactions. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Airbnb. Um, I would recommend if you're going the Airbnb route, do not do a shared space. Every time I've done that for an audition, it's been annoying. And like Shantanique said, it just, it's a lot of added stress. Mm. All right. So now you've figured out how to get to the audition. You figured out where you're staying. If you're not driving your own car, you have to figure out how you're going to get to and from the, your, the place you're staying to the audition site. Yeah. It is so easy now with things like Uber and Lyft, but I do think that there are some things that aren't talked about that can cut this cost down too. Okay. For example, when I lived in San Francisco, um, to get to the airport, if I needed to get to the airport, there was this thing called Super Shuttle. Mm. And Super Shuttle is like a giant shared van. And the price that I paid for the Super Shuttle is definitely less than the price I would pay to take a Lyft. Or an Uber. Okay. So that's an option. Hotels, if you're staying in hotels, have free shuttles. The other thing is, though, when they pick you up from the airport, this is like a hack, they don't always know if you're actually going to check in at the hotel. You haven't checked in yet. You don't have a room key. So if if you're sneaky and you look around, you might be able to get on a free shuttle down to the area where you're trying to get. Okay. Make note of that. That's cool. I I never thought of that. Public transportation. People are not always comfortable taking it, but you know what? Um, I took, when I took my audition for, this was, again, this was for grad school, but I went to Austin and it was $2 for me to get on public transportation, like a train from the airport to two blocks from where I was staying. Hmm. And I'm comfortable with that because I lived in San Francisco Um, If you're comfortable navigating it, that can be cheap. Hmm. Okay, so we've got Lyft, Uber, that type of thing. We've got public transportation, shuttles. Side note, Mm -hmm. this is really important. I don't know if people talk about this. You need to check if where you're going has Lyft or Uber. I Oh my gosh. If the audition... Now, it's becoming much more common, but... If the audition is in the boonies somewhere, it might not be available. For example, um, a while back, I took the Chattanooga Symphony audition, and those apps were not in that area yet. I'm sure they are now, but there are areas where one or both of those are not an option. So be sure to check that out. Yeah. Wow, that's really good to think about, Brandon. Especially if you're relying on that to get you not just to your hotel, but from your hotel to the hall or, you know forever and food food oh my gosh budget budget so this that's another good thing i think about hotels is that a lot of times they come with a continental breakfast so you don't have to worry about that meal um but i, I tend to travel with like smaller things that i could eat maybe to like for one meal a day i know someone who actually goes grocery shopping oh <laughs> when yeah they get to their hotel Um, and buy like bread and, and, you know, little things to make sandwiches or whatever, especially if they have a refrigerator. If you plan to eat out the entire time that you're taking an audition, you're You're hundreds. Oh, you see, that's me. You guys, I, I am not good at budgeting (laughs) or anything like that. So I'm like, yeah, I'm hungry. And you you know, it ends up being like $20 a meal 
let's just break down what we talked about so far just okay. so you can get a you know a an true idea. number of what a cost might be for an audition okay three hundred dollars for plane back and forth round trip let's let's go a little high three hundred dollars for train round trip okay another 250 minimum for hotel that's assuming yeah, yeah. two nights okay okay 250 assuming two nights you're there for two days so you spend maybe another 150 on food on food which sounds like a lot, but it's not. No. It's just not, especially yeah. if you like coffee. Okay. And if you're taking a lift, that can um, run you 10 to $20. I was going to so say the, maybe 20 You go to your hotel. You go to the airport. And let's just, for the sake of argument, say that you have to go to and from the hall once. It's 40 bucks For for the lift? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'll change that to 40 Okay. Yeah, because two, airport, hotel, and then hall. depending on yeah the distance and depending distance. on everything else. Okay. So where are we? So we're we're at four hundred. No, we're at seven hundred forty dollars. I wish it was four hundred. Seven hundred forty dollars. That's just for the audition. Now, if you're in school, you're lucky. If you're not in school, you're probably taking a coaching with a professional. Yeah. If you're not taking a coaching with a professional. You should be. Yes, you yes. should be. So you need to add a bare minimum of one coaching at $150 to that. Okay. If not two coachings at $150. I would say two. So 300 bucks right there. 300 bucks for coaching. Okay. We are, we are over, over a thousand. thousand. Now this is the worst case scenario for a dis long distance audition. Yeah. But it's real. When I took the Nashville Symphony audition, I was in school. So, yes, I did not have to pay for those coachings, but flights to and from San Francisco were not cheap. I spent $600 yes. round trip. So, bottom line is, make sure that you're not naive. You know that this stuff is going to cost money. And, you know, you should, you should start to think about that. Also knowing that the more auditions you take, the better. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to balance your schedule. I am a pure freelancer. All of my work comes from saying yes. Um, so if I consciously decide to take a week to take an audition, I am just out. Yeah. So I have to budget ahead for that. Yeah. So you have to think about it. Now that's that's a good point. Um, I started auditioning when I was still working at Flute World. So um, in that space... There's not a lot of employees that you could ask to cover your shift, right? Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I mean, there was just me and maybe one other person doing the same job. So, and usually she was there. We were both full-time. So, with that being said, you have to ask for permission to get the time off of work, right? You know, and, and it's not like someone can can come in and cover for you. You have to just ask and hopefully and you hope. were hourly there right yeah i was hourly yeah and you have to hope that they say yeah sure you can you can take the week off or what however much time that you need so that's something you have to think about and if if winning a job is something that you really want you have to be up front with your employer and say you know i'm still a working musician like i still want to pursue this let that be open and and don't be secretive about that well, and let's back it up a little too. Students is a it's a totally different 
ballpark if you're yeah. a student too. Um, a lot of school ensembles have a limit as to how much you can miss. If you can miss, you have to miss classes. You know, it, it, as an undergraduate, I would say that it's hard to impossible to get off for auditions without having to come up with some elaborate lie. As a graduate student, it's a lot easier. I think they expect it more of you. I know of people who have been told no. No, we will not let you out of ensemble. No, we will not let you make up this exam. Um, you have to be very open and you need to let people know well in advance. Yeah. If you know that an audition is in three months and you wait until two weeks before to tell them, expect them to be rude. Yeah, and don't be mad about it. Like, why, <laughs> why did you wait so long? You knew that the audition was coming up. Unless you didn't know, of course. I mean, that does happen. There's but, always an exception. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, definitely. The more upfront and and give yourself time and give your employer or your, your teacher or your school time to really... It shows consideration. And also to piggyback off that, you know, if we go back for a second to talking about costs, chances are when you're in school, it's going to be easier. So I, I also know that a lot of people make the mistake of, well, I'm in school and maybe it's complicated. So I'm just going to wait and I'll take auditions when I'm out of school. Don't wait. Oh my gosh. I wish that I would have taken auditions more when I was still in school. So what? You know, you learn so much. Even if there are auditions. Okay, we talked about auditions that were far away. You know, if you have an audition in maybe 20 miles away from where you live or where you're going to school, take advantage of those opportunities to go and learn the process. It's nothing like your school auditions, you guys. No. Auditions? <laughs> are absolutely nothing like what you think they're going to be until you get there. Yeah. For sure. The other thing is you get to go back to school and you have a teacher who is there for Take you advantage week to week. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I started seriously taking auditions when I was in the last year of my master's. And I think that made all the difference because I started making finals right away mm -hmm. because I was able to go back and hash out everything with someone who was prepaid to be there mm. just for me. Right. You know. Right. Um, it's important to think about. Now that we've talked about all of this, you're probably feeling overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm feeling overwhelmed talking about it, especially knowing I have ones coming up. Yeah. And, you know, that's another thing you have to plan for. You should talk a little bit about this because you're so into this, like, emotional, mindful preparedness. Yeah, I am now because um, I have not always approached auditions in the most real way. Meaning that, you know, I expected maybe because I was the best at school to come out on top at auditions, right? Or whatever, you, you get caught in your own little bubble and and you don't think that, you know, that you're... It, it's not that you're going out for battle, <laughs> but... It's a process, right? And it, it, it takes a lot on you emotionally. So, you know, you have to prepare yourself to know that you are setting out on a journey, right? You're setting out on a journey emotionally, musically, physically, all that good stuff. So, you know, I think now you have to set yourself up saying, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. 
this is what I expect. And your expectations should no. let me just tell you, your expectations should not be, I'm going to go win that job. Like that should not be your expectation. Your expectation should be, I would like to play well, the best that I can during my time on stage. If any of you have made it this far in listening to, this is a quote that I remind myself of all the time. I believe it's from uh, one of Don Green's books. And he says, stop telling yourself that something is hard or difficult because it means that you are telling yourself automatically you don't think you're going to be able to achieve it. Yes. It is a challenge. Yes. It is not hard or difficult. It's a challenge. A challenge is something that you can overcome. Yeah. I feel puttered out. Do you feel puttered yeah. out about this now? Yeah, I think we're good on this. Episode. I think that we we've pretty much given as much as we can give at the moment. <laughs> good episode. <laughs> so yeah, be real. The reality is that the road to auditions will not be easy. And you have a potentially long road ahead of you. So, you know what? It's time to build your resilience. Yep. Have fun. Enjoy the progress that you're making and just don't have your head under a rock. Like just, just don't be naive. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed our very first episode Thanks of our for listening. podcast. Yeah. Um, and don't forget that we have a website that you can reach us through in case you need clarification or have any questions on what we've talked yeah, about. Yeah. And if there's any topics you want to hear, shoot us, shoot us like a, you know, contact us www.theprogressiveflutist.com. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.